Hi, it's Pete Norstead here, and welcome to another Trade on Sports and Focused on Football betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Excellent, thank you, mate. A little bit frustrated in midweek, given the fact that I took Fulham and Brighton to go under two and a half goals, and I think for just under an hour, it was goalless. Um, before three quick goals, uh, some car bet, and I bet you're pleased you were, were a little bit cautious in midweek with some of those strange results. Yeah, around. yeah. I, 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 for the first time, I went for nothing, and uh, and to be quite honest with you, again, I, I think this weekend again is 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 quite tough. So I'm being a little bit more cautious this 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 opening these opening matches. Well, it's a long season, mate. Keep our pound and dry if we don't see anything we like. It's a long season and there's plenty of time to make up uh, sort of any any bets that we sort of forego in the 30-odd weeks or so that we've got left, mate. I think, there's, I think there is some, uh, you know, that, that well, my rating is suggesting that there is some value there in some of these games, but it's, you know, it, it, it's it's sort of a lot of it is near momentum, isn't it? And, you know, yeah. It's uh, a strange old start with uh, a manager getting sacked already and uh, sort of Arsenal top of the table. It's crazy times, Peter. Yes, certainly is. And well, we'll start <laughs> off with the uh, the Merseyside derby. Interesting game. This is actually recent head-to-heads. Last seven matches, uh, Everton won naught. There's been five draws and uh, Liverpool are 1-2. When plus one and a quarter, Everton have... have have only been uh, that once in the last uh, five to seven seasons, and uh, they lost that game, and they lost by two, two or more goals. They're coming off a, a decent one-all draw away at Leeds. Liverpool, um, when they're uh, minus one and a quarter goals, uh, they've won nine, drawn naught, lost one, with three of the nine victories coming by two or more goals, and they're coming off a fairly controversial two-one victory at, at home to Newcastle. Everton, they've drawn their last three, so they are starting to improve slightly. Plus one and a quarter handicap, 41 matches, 12 times the home side have covered it. They've had uh, 17 uh, half wins and 12 losses. My rating suggesting value, Liverpool, but, uh, you know, I, recently it's just these recent head-to-heads. You know, Liverpool, uh, Everton are going to keep this tight and they're going to want something from this game. Well, I can't see the referee at Goodison Park playing next goal winner, Pete, to be honest. <laughs> so, uh, and, and we know this game is always a sort of an emotional, energy-charged game where over the years it used to be the friendly derby where, you know, supporters sat together. And, and we know full well now this is one of the most hated rivalries in the league. And the line opened one and a half. It's trended down to one and a quarter. And I'll be honest, mate, I'm not quite sure why. I know Everton have drawn three of their opening five games. Perhaps it's the fact that they've conceded just six times um, this season, which for I think Everton are a poor side. And in some ways, they've had a decent start losing just two of their opening five games. But they're sat in 17th spot. They're unable to seemingly find a way to win a game. They don't look like they've got a lot of attacking threat. And when you look at Klopp's record, away to bottom six sides, and that's how I'm going to classify Everton, Liverpool have gone 23-4-2 in their last 29 games. So, I think Liverpool will win this game, Pete. It may just be by the odd goal, as we've seen a few times with last-minute winners and, you know, Liverpool eking out narrow victories. But now this line's trended down to one and a quarter. 
I do think the value is with Liverpool, whereas at that one and a half margin, which he still may get to on game day, punters, you know, may load up on Liverpool early on. We may see it hit one and a half again. But if it hits that one and a half level, I'd suggest the value is with the Frank Lampard's men. And it would be rare I say that, Pete, I think, this season. Yeah, yeah. Next up, uh, Brentford leads. Uh, Brentford uh, leads won this fixture last season. In fact, this is the fixture that they want to, to sort of secure their Premier League place. And I had um, a big bet on Leeds, if you remember last day. Yeah. I said they'd win outright. Sorry, well, yes. Yeah, when they're minus a quarter as well. Brentford, interesting, they had five matches, four victories, and that one defeat uh, against Leeds. Uh, they're coming for a, a one-all draw away at Palace. Leeds, uh, when they're plus a, a quarter, one three drawn, two lost five, come for one old draw at home to Everton. Minus a quarter handicap, 524 matches, 218 home wins, uh, 159 half losses, 147 losses. I don't see any value in the line. This will be, a, 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 I should think, another tough encounter in truth. Do you know what, Pete? I genuinely have no idea what's going to happen here. I think Leeds have had a very good start to the season against what I thought they would do. And Brentford, again, another solid start to the campaign. And and I genuinely have no idea as to who these two teams are going to be because they both have the characteristics that they could become, you know, sort of settled mid-table sides or they could go on runs where they slip down and get embroiled in a relegation battle. I have to say, in games like this, Pete, with a goal line of minus a quarter, Betfred and Betway are offering 11-4 to 4 on the draw for this game. Bearing in mind, I think both sides, you know, I don't think there's many games where Brentford will go into it and if you offered them a point before the game would turn it down. And I think the way Leeds have started, I think they'd see a point from this game as a decent return. So at 11-4, to 4, Pete, I don't think the draw outright's the worst bet you could make this weekend. No, no, I'd, I'd probably agree with you there. Uh, next up, uh, Chelsea West Ham. Uh, I think this fixture's been moved, I think, from the, the Sunday to the Saturday. Uh, recent head says Chelsea have won four. There's been two draws, West Ham and 1 1. Chelsea went minus one goal handicap. They've won five, drawn five, lost naught. Four of the five victories were by two or more goals. They're coming off a, a 2 1 defeat away at Southampton. I was a little bit surprised there. West Ham, um, when they're uh, plus one, one naught, drawn two, lost eight, four of the eight. We'll buy two or more goals. They're coming off a one-all draw at home with Spurs. Chelsea undefeated in six home matches, minus one goal, 253 matches, 96 home, 66 pushes, 91 away. Slight value West Ham, my ratings are suggesting, but, uh, you know, I, I, I certainly wouldn't go with that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, when the sides have met in recent seasons, the games have been equally shared, four victories apiece and two draws. I don't like this Chelsea side, as you probably know, Pete, from previous podcasts. I think they're a little bit overrated. And you said you were surprised by that defeat at Southampton in midweek. I possibly wasn't, just based on my general sort of, you know, apathy towards Tuchel and his side. I, I kind of like the Hammers here, Pete, plus a full goal. But when you look at their record, under Moyes, away to top six finishing sides. Played 16, won one, drawn one, lost 14. It's not very good. 
they they lose these games. And yes, they may lose it by just one goal and you get a return on your stakes. But the fact that they've only managed one draw in 16 similar situations makes me keep well away from the Hammers in this spot, mate. Uh, next up, uh, Newcastle Palace. Uh, Reesnet heads. Uh, Newcastle have won four. Palace have won two. When minus half a goal, Newcastle's record reads one, two, drawn three, lost one. Coming off that two one defeat away at Liverpool. Palace, uh, when they're plus half a goal, one, two, drawn three, lost five. Coming off a one old draw um, at home to who did they draw? Brentford, wasn't Brentford. it? Yeah. Oh, God. Just had a blank there. Uh, Newcastle, they scored two or more goals in the last three home matches. Minus half a goal handicap, 245 matches, 115 home, 130 away. My racings are suggesting value Palace. Uh, I, I just a little bit cautious for that, as I, as I think that, you know, obviously these ratings take into consideration you now the last season and maybe a little bit longer. And I think Newcastle have certainly improved. They have, but I'm going to take Palace plus half a goal there, Pete. Um, under two and a half goals has landed in nine of the last ten meetings of the two sides. But I do think they both offer a far more attacking threat than they have in recent seasons. The match line opened minus a quarter. It's effectively moved on the midweek games where Palace were held by Brentford and Newcastle were beaten 2-1 in the 90, well, about the 138th minute or whatever it was at Anfield. They still lost the game, though, Newcastle. And I don't think it's enough to see a line move, to be honest, Pete, that those results, they were results that we could probably expect. Palace lost, sorry, Palace drew with Brentford, not the worst result. Newcastle lost at Liverpool. I'm not convinced... When a team loses, you should see a line move positively in their direction, which it has for Newcastle here. Yes, they're improved. Yes, Eddie Howe's got them playing very well, especially on home soil. But I'm happy to take Palace plus half a goal here, Pete. I I can see Vieira coming up with a game plan where they can win the game. So as long as I, you know, I can see them having both a draw and a victory on their side. I'm happy to take them plus half a goal. Uh, next up, we have uh, two promoted sides. Forest uh, playing Bournemouth. Minus half goal, the handicap is. Uh, Forest coming off that, uh, well, welcome to the Premier League. 6-0 victory. <laughs> Sorry, 6-0 defeat away at Man City. Bournemouth when they're plus half a goal. 1-1, drawn four, lost five. Come for nil-nil, draw at home to Wolves. Bournemouth not scored in four now. And that, I think that could be a little bit of a problem. Minus half a goal handicap, 245 matches, 115 home wins, 130 away wins. I, I, yeah, and the problem is Bournemouth not scoring. I can see I can see them keeping it relatively tight. I think this would be a tough game, to be honest. Well, Bournemouth have kept two clean sheets. Apart from, you know, when they played Arsenal, Man City and Liverpool, they've conceded about 41 or whatever it is. But against Wolves and against Aston Villa, they've kept two clean sheets. I was slightly surprised, Pete, to be honest, when I saw that this line was minus a half. But then I think about how tight Forest keep it at home, how they set up. And when newly promoted sides meet each other in the Premier League, 53% of the games end in home wins. And that equates to a true price of 1.88. And naturally, that minus half a goal line sort of follows from there. 
how are Forest going to bounce back after that 6-0 defeat in midweek? Like you say, welcome to the Premier League. Bournemouth reacted very positively after that 9-0 defeat, which saw Scott Parker removed of his duties following some, I think probably following the comments that he made after the game rather than the actual um, 9-0 defeat. The goal line opened at two and a half. It's trended down to two and a quarter. A little bit disappointed we missed out on that. I was a bit slow on the trigger there. Do think this will be low scoring. If I had to make a bet in this game, though, Pete, I think, although I've said previously, the city ground's going to be really tough to go to. The fact that Bournemouth have kept two clean sheets against two well-established Premier League teams already this season, I think I'll probably lean to the away team. Right, next up, uh, Spurs-Fulham. Handicap is now minus one and a quarter. Recent uh, head-to-head, Spurs 1-1. It's been one draw, Fulham 1-0. When uh, minus one and a quarter goal handicap, Spurs record reads 1-7, drawn three, lost naught. Four of the seven were by two or more goals, kind of a one-all draw away at West Ham. Fulham, when they're plus one and a quarter, one naught, drawn one, lost one. None of that lost in wasn't by two or more goals. Come off a two-one uh, victory at home to Brighton. Spurs have won eight of their last nine home matches. They're in some good home form at the moment. Minus one and a quarter goal handicap. Seventy-five matches, thirty-six wins, eighteen half lo- uh, losses, and uh, twenty-one losses. So you know it's still leaning towards the home side here. My rate is suggesting some value Spurs. But I'm just a little bit concerned. I think Fulham, Fulham are a different animal, it seems, than the last time they were in the Premier League. Definitely, Peter. And I have to say, this annoys me because when I got up at five o'clock this morning and rechecked all of my lines, this was down at Spurs minus one, having opened at minus one and a quarter. And it's now ticked back to one and a quarter. And at that level, I don't really see much value with Spurs here. I think if you're going to play this game... I do think Spurs will win this game. So, looking at them on the outright, at about the 1-2 to two level, the 1.50 on the exchanges level, could be a way to play it. Um, Fulham have scored in each of the two trips to North London in recent seasons, when they've played Spurs. We saw them the other Saturday night against Arsenal, also find the back of the net. And as you say, they appear to be a different animal. So, despite Spurs winning so many games in this spot. They've won 12 and drawn two of the last 15 at home against newly promoted sides. I don't think I'd be trusting them to cover a minus one and a quarter goal line. I I think you just have to take them on the outright, maybe factor them into some sort of trebles, accumulators. I do think Spurs will win the game though, so I'm not going to tell anybody to avoid them completely. But on the handicap line, now it's ticked back to one and a quarter I'm just concerned about the margin of victory. Uh, Wolves versus Southampton next. And this, you know, the, the very mention of this is it, it sort of, isn't it, doesn't it? it you think, <laughs> oh, no. You know, uh, it's hardly the greatest game, really. Um, recent that says Wolves have won two. There's been two draws. Southampton won naught. Uh, minus quarter handicap. Wolves record reads 1-4, drawn two, lost four. Very mixed there, coming off a nil-nil draw away at Bournemouth. Southampton went plus a quarter, 1-1, drawn four, lost five, coming off a 2-1 victory at home to Chelsea. Wolves drawn their last three home matches, minus a quarter handicap. 
524 matches, 218 home wins, 159 half losses, 147 losses. Don't see any value in the line. Well, Wolves drawn their last three home. It wouldn't surprise me if they'd drawn their last four home after this. This is a strange one because Wolves have won five of the eight meetings of the sides. Two of the others have ended in draws. But incredibly, given how resilient we know them to be, yes, on both teams to score, has landed in six of those eight games. That's very un-Wolves-like. And I have to say, given the start that both teams have had, the only bet that I could genuinely contemplate making in this game, Pete, is to back Southampton outright at 5-2. to two. You can get that with spread X. There's 12-5 to five widely available. But given the fact that Wolves have only found the back of the net twice this season, and Southampton have scored seven, they're coming into this game on the back of a victory against Chelsea. The only bet I can make is the Southampton away win on the outright because I can kind of trust Southampton to find a way to score a goal they they often do in games but Wolves they're probably going to have to try and win this game 1-0 I'm beginning to slightly worry about Wolves here Pete I'm putting them in the Everton category of teams big name teams with players that we've all heard of but I don't know where the goals are going to come from. No, it is a, it, it, it yes, it, it is a, they, they, well, a couple of seasons ago, they looked really good, didn't they? They were still similar, you know, very tight, you know, defensively, yeah. but they used to get them on the break, didn't they? And they did used to, they, in fact, they did very well against the better sides. Yeah. And now, if you, look, it, if you look at the bottom four in the league, Everton, Wolves, Villa and Leicester, four well-known established teams but you can pick holes in, in all of them, i.e. I, either they can't defend or they can't score. You know, I don't have a problem if you can't defend, but you can find a way to score a goal because you can always try and win a game 3-2. But if you're really fallible at one end of the pitch, you're going to struggle. Yes, yes, it's going to... It's, it's Yeah, yeah. And like you say, this is... Well, I... It, it wouldn't surprise me if this is a nil-nil draw, you know. It it wouldn't. Well, I I would suggest that Southampton will probably score in the game. One old draw then. <laughs> <laughs> you and your draws, Peter. Yeah, yeah. Aston Villa, Manchester City. Um, a recent head-to-heads, uh, Villa have won naught. There's been one draw. City have won three. Plus one and a half goal handicap this match. Uh, Villa, when they're plus one and a half handicap, one, one, drawn uh, naught, lost three. One of the three uh, defeats were by two or more goals coming against uh, and they're coming off a 2-1 defeat away at Arsenal. City, when they're uh, minus one and a half goal handicap, they've won eight, drawn two, lost naught. Five of the eight were by two or more goals coming off a 6-0 victory at home to Forest. City scored at least two in their last 14 matches. That's incredible, really, when you when you think about it. Plus one and a half goals, 71 uh, matches, 35 home, uh, 35 times the home side are covered, 30, 60 away. Don't see any value in the line. Uh, you know, I, I don't think Villa, Villa are a very good side. I think this is going to be a comfortable victory for City. Yeah, I probably agree, Peter. I mean, City have won all six of the meetings of the sides in recent seasons, including that unforgettable come-from-behind win on the last day of last season that secured City's title. Interestingly, though, Villa have netted in four of those six games, 
and in each of the last three meetings of the sides. In fact, each time the sides have met at Villa Park, they've found a way to score. So, having a look through, you can back Man City to win 3 1 at 11 to 1. Or the, the bet that possibly interests me a little bit is City to win the game 4 1 at 18 to 1. I do think City, you know, are vulnerable if you get at them. And we saw Newcastle uh, rattle them. And I think Stephen Gerrard will see this game as a bit of a free hit. You know, nobody expects Villa to take anything off Man City. And, you know, Villa Park can be bouncing at times. It's still one of those old school venues where in certain games they can really get behind the home side. And, you know, this is the standalone tea time game on Saturday. There will be a great atmosphere. I think Villa will probably find a way to score, Pete. So then that obviously brings in the the overs and that correct score bet. I mean, the over three goal bet is not something I like to make normally, but I certainly wouldn't be betting there to be two goals in this game. I think a push is probably your worst case scenario on that three goal line. Next up, Brighton Leicester. Uh, recent head to heads, Brighton have won one. There's been one draw. Leicester have won three. It's minus half a goal handicap here. Um, when minus half a goal handicap, Brighton's record is 1 1, drawn five, lost one. They're coming for 2 1 uh, defeats away at Fulham. Leicester, uh, when they're plus half a goal, 1 4, drawn one, lost five, coming for a 1 0 defeat at, at home to Manchester United. Brighton undefeated in their last six home. Minus half goal handicap, 245 uh, matches, 115 home, 130 away. My ratings are suggesting some good value, Leicester. We've discussed this before, and I'm going to actually go with this. The only thing that slightly concerns me is, is obviously the, the noises coming out of Brendan Rodgers about, you know, the, the, the lack of probably investment. And I, I don't know. I, I, think, I think this is a reasonable bet. Okay, well, I'm going to be on the other side of the fence here. I've got a preview that will be going up on focusedonfootball.co.uk sort of sometime today. Um, it's it's complete 180 for me here, Peter, because for the first time in, I think, almost forever, I'm, I'm going to trust Brighton and Graham Potter. They come into this table, sorry, come into this game in fourth spot. They've won three, drawn one and lost one of their opening five games. They've only conceded three times this season. Although scoring goals will always be a problem for them, I think, they have found the net six times and Leicester are rock bottom. They're not very good. And the, the key thing that just swings it for me, Peter, for this here, Brighton have got five nights rest in the bank ahead of this game. Leicester are playing on just three nights rest. And we know through the Christmas periods when we've analysed teams, an extra couple of nights of rest can make a huge difference. And I don't think Brighton will run the score up. I don't think they'll win this game comfortably. But I do think Potter's men will just find a way um, to get the three points, as they did last season when they won this fixture 2-1. So, yeah, um, I'm... You know, I'm not putting it forward as a podcast selection, but I think for small stakes, as you'll see in my preview that will go up shortly, I prefer the home team in this one. Manchester United, uh, Arsenal next. Uh, recent... to your top of the table, Gunners. Great, yeah. Recent head-to-heads, uh, Manchester United 1-3. There's been three draws. Arsenal 1-1. Uh, United, when they're at, at 
uh, off scratch. 1-2, drawn two, lost one, coming off that 1-0 victory away at Leicester. Arsenal, uh, when they're away off scratch, 1-3, drawn two, lost three, coming off a 2-1 victory at home to Villa. Arsenal, they've won their last six Premier League matches, so in some good form. Scratch, handicap, 205 matches, 62 home wins, 73 um, bushes, no, sorry, 70 bushes and 73 away. No value in the line. Uh, You know, on that line, anything can happen. I think I, I do. Fa- I do favour the away side, though. I think I would slightly just lean to United, Pete, if I was forced to make a bet in this game on the match line. I think what I will say though, it's now or never for the Gunners. I mean, they, they come into this game top of the table. They've won five in a row. The momentum's all with them. If they lose this game. I think, I won't say there's, you know, the same old Arsenal sort of comments will be trotted out. But I do think it'll be a big blow for them because the form they're in at the moment, they should be able to go to Old Trafford and at least avoid defeat. I think Eric Ten Hag has, you know, been very smart after that awful start to the season. It gave him licence to make some significant changes in personnel in terms of getting the bigger name players out of the side that were possibly causing them problems. They've now won three on the bounce. They've kept two clean sheets in a row. What I will say is I think with this more pragmatic style that Ten Hag is, is showing... I think the goal line's slightly too high, Pete, at two and three quarters. Again, I've got another column that'll be going out for Focused on Football, um, where I'll suggest that the under two and a half goals at 23 to 20, again, for small stakes, is the side I would be taking in this game. I don't think we're going to see lots of goals here at Old Trafford. So, you know, get prepared for a five-all draw now, folks. But... I think the way that Ten Hag will look to win games at the moment with the players at his disposal, I think he will employ quite a structured and almost defensive strategy. And I think that will suit Arteta in the way they want to play. Because I think away from home, they like to be quite buttoned up. Uh, Pete, I don't know what you think as, a, as an Arsenal follower. How confident are you for the weekend? I think it's a good... Uh, I think... For a change, I was going to say, I think for a change, this is a good game, isn't it? Yes, I think it's going to be a very interesting one. I think it'll be a good game, even though I don't think it'll be very high scoring. I think both teams, it will, it will, you know, show a benchmark of where they where they actually are. Because although Ten Hag has only been in charge five games, we've seen quite a marked change in the way United are going to be ran and how they're going to be moving forward. Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, Arsenal are improving and, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the top four is is the first goal, isn't it? And, you know, and I think as well, Manchester United, well, they've shown over the last, they've picked up over the last few games, haven't conceded, like you say, and, and they look as though they're heading in the right direction after that, what, what can be described as a very shaky start, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, conceding four goals at Brentford for any Premier League side would be a concern. And the one thing I will say, Pete, is I'm interested to see how Arteta sets up for this game because away last season to top six teams in the five games they played, they conceded 17 goals, Arsenal. So I think we'll see quite a very pragmatic style from Arteta. I think we know that Ten Hag, despite being at home, 
um, will also look to do the same. So I think it'll be a very cagey opening to the game at least. And obviously that brings the under two and a half goals in and especially on the ageing line where the line is set at two and three quarters. Do quite like this to be a, a low scoring game, mate. Right. Uh, before we get to the selections, let's have a, a, a go through what we've got. We've got, uh, like I say, focused on football. Jimmy's got some, uh, you know, previews up there, uh, four or five previews. We've obviously got this podcast, which you just listened to. We've got the free uh, service. Now, that's going very well. I mean, you're five on the bounce at the moment. You've got a couple coming in this week. so Flying, flying, Peter. Yeah, the, the, the ratings are doing very well. Matt, Matt Scott, well, he's got a number of selections for the college uh, football this weekend. So, you know, that, that those come out. So if you want to join, uh, join now and uh, they'll come to you before uh, the action starts tomorrow. And uh, yeah, so please, you know, go over to Focus on Football and have a look. Uh, what's going on? Plenty um, about Peter, your number one spot for betting previews. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to go with uh, Leicester plus half a goal. I hope I, I just hope I'm not regretting this. <laughs> well, you'll be cursing Brighton like I did all last season, Peter. If if it doesn't come in, um, my one selection for the week, I'm going to trust Crystal Palace. Plus half a goal away to Newcastle United. Yes, Newcastle have improved, but so have Palace. And I'm going to trust Patrick Vieira's men to get at least a share of the spoils. Yeah, I, I would. I would sort of say as well. Palace do look good value, you know, to me as well. I think they're they're reasonable value on that game. So that look good, you know. Wouldn't surprise I me. If they, that... I think they've kept a lot of the defensive strengths that Roy Hodgson sort of instilled in the club, and then Vieira sprinkled a little bit of attacking flair in as well. So yeah. I enjoy watching them play in there. Plus half a goal, I'll trust them. Right, we shall be back next week. Uh, thankfully, we've just got the 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 one. You know, obviously the weekend <laughs> game. It's harder when it's midweek game. It's it's oh, it's, it's a slog, Peter. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, we shall speak to you next week, and good luck, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.